Hello and welcome to the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now if you're a seasoned grower or a newbie to the world of growing your own food, this is the podcast point for you. Join me as I share my experiences, tips and challenges on this exciting journey towards self-sufficiency and sustainable living. Now coming up today, chicken keeping for eggs. This is one of my favourite things to do in the garden. I have chickens of my own and it's one of the best ways I've found to start to lead a sustainable life. More on that a little bit later. Let's find out what's been happening down on the allotment. Well, we start this week on Saturday the 18th of March 2023 and I am down on my allotment. Now, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day and people who have listened for a while or listened to how I talk about how I grow potatoes will know that I always try and get my potatoes in around St. Patrick's Day. For me, it's much easier than trying to think about of when Easter is because Easter moves around. St. Patrick's Day is always March the 17th and that seems a good time to get my potatoes in the ground and that is the basis of what I have been doing today I've came down here I have got six varieties of potatoes in the beds in the first bed the first early bed we have got rocket and Maris Bard in the second early we have got uh, home guard which was given to me by a listener and acoustic and in the third bed we've got Maris Piper and Sarpo Myra now this has used up all three of the beds but we've still got quite a few seed potatoes left. So I'm thinking what I'm going to do is pot some more of these seed potatoes in the concrete pipes that I have been given just by the side of the greenhouse, an area that has been very difficult to clear the weeds out. And added to that, I have now I've cleared up the allotment quite a bit. I've got other areas where I think I could also be growing potatoes. So I might well be adding another bed just for potatoes this year. Now, the good thing about growing potatoes, especially with cooch grass, is they are very good at suppressing weeds. So that will give me a good chance to get on top of the cooch grass in these particular areas. So I'm very, very happy with being able to do this and be able to move forward. Now, when it comes to planting potatoes, all I do is I take, well, I used to use a bulb planter and I just take a sample of soil out drop a seed potato in then drop the soil that's in the bulb planter back in now my old bulb planter was spring loaded so you'd squeeze the handle and it would open and close the jaws which released the soil quite easily unfortunately I seem to have mislaid that bulb planter so I brought myself a new bulb planter but this one didn't open and close it was just a conical piece of metal and unfortunately, the compost, the soil, got stuck in that conical piece of metal. And when I tried to get it out, I had to use my fingers at first, which meant I ended up getting cuts on the sharp edges. So I ended up going back to the trail. I'm going to have to go and try and find my bulb planter or one similar because it was such a good way of planting potatoes and other bulbs bit annoying but that is that 
Now all the potatoes are planted, all I have to do now is keep them moist, not sopping wet, but moist, not a problem at the moment. When we get dry weather, we will have to water more regularly. Feed with a potato fertilizer. I've added some mycorrhizal fungi as well, which will help produce good roots. And mulch with compost and grass clippings in order to grow good potatoes. Now the other thing with good potatoes is spacing. So on my first alleys and my second alleys, I've given about 30 centimetres of space between each plant. In my main crops, which I want to be a bit bigger, 45 centimetres of space. So hopefully that will provide us with some good size potatoes but yeah they are in the ground now i am very very happy with that and that is the majority of this week's target of what i wanted to do done uh, not on the allotment not so much going to be doing anything else today i'm going to head home because i am getting a new chicken or i'm rehoming a chicken and that is going to take up quite a bit of time this weekend but because of this i want to talk to you about reasons why to keep chickens now let's get into today's main topic five reasons to keep chickens in your garden or allotment now first of all i do want to say we are under current avian flu restrictions and in some places this may be stricter than other areas now this might mean that you are unable to keep chickens for the time being or temporary prohibited that being said there could be rules or regulations in your local area where you live or your allotment site that may not allow you to keep chickens as well so please do check with your local authorities with defra just to find out the latest information if you are considering getting chickens first and foremost However, assuming you are able to keep chickens in your area, here are five great reasons to consider doing so. The first reason, and I think this is the number one reason why we would keep chickens, is for fresh eggs. Now, chickens tend to lay an egg every day, and that means with just a few hens, you can have a really steady supply of eggs for your family, and some left over to share with friends and neighbours. Homegrown eggs taste so much better and far more nutritious than any store-bought eggs. We find that we get about 18 eggs a week at the moment, and that's from three chickens, one of which is over seven years old. So she's pretty old. The other two are fairly young. They're all working together, and they are laying 18 eggs a week. That's amazing. That's plenty for me and my wife. So a great reason. Now, fresh eggs, they taste so much better than anything you can buy from a shop. So much better. You won't believe the difference it makes. The colour looks better. The yolk is a much nicer colour. And according to some studies, they have higher levels of vitamins A, E and D, as well as more omega-3 fatty acids. Now, added to that, a few weeks ago, we found ourselves in the UK where supermarkets were struggling to get some eggs due to avian flu and a number of reasons. At that time, we just had a rack full of eggs, so we were not worried in the slightest. So, yeah, definitely eggs is probably the number one reason to get 
chickens. Added to that, we generally in the UK, we have brown eggs us for sale in our supermarkets. Now, different breeds and different varieties of chickens can lay different colours. It could be the white egg, the blue egg. There's a whole wide range of different colours. That is also another reason to get chickens in your home. Now, my next reason to keep chickens is for pest control. Chickens are real natural foragers and they happily eat insects, slugs and snails and many other pests that can damage your plants. They will scratch up the soil in search for these and that also helps control weeds too. In an organic kitchen garden or allotment, these have got to be a huge bonus to have. In fact, we notice that we don't get many troubles with slugs and snails. Chickens are just one of the many tools that we use for that. And if I do come across slugs or snails, I often will toss them to the chickens for them to eat. We don't use chemicals. We don't use any pellets or anything like that. Now, one of the things I also like to do using this natural pest control habit if I am removing a pot of compost and it's it's you know when you empty a pot of compost and it's taken on the shape of that pot it's got all root bound and what have you the plant and it might have died for whatever reason I will put that entire load of compost in the chicken run for the chickens to tear apart spread the compost out and about they will tear into there looking for all the pests that they might eat the bugs etc etc they will gobble them up and i get the compost spread all over the place so win 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 now the third reason to keep chickens is for their manure chicken manure is a real great source of nitrogen phosphorus and potassium these are essential nutrients for plant growth i add my chicken manure to the compost pile and it helps actually break down the compost. It helps produce good compost, but it's also adding that chicken manure to it, which I don't get much horse manure these days. So chicken manure is the next best thing, and it really does help. Uh, we've got to let the manure age for a few months before we can use it. Fresh manure will be a little bit too hot. It can burn young plants, but uh, let them mature for a few months. Now, the fourth reason is entertainment. Chickens are a lot of fun to watch and interact with. They each have their own unique personalities and behaviours, which is always amusing when you see them. Often, Amanda and I, we will find ourselves sat at the kitchen window just watching our chickens as they take dust baths or chase after bugs or um, what have you. Hours and hours of entertainment. And if you have kids, they will love to watch them and see what is going on now they can also alert you to problems in the garden at the same time in fact what we had once with one of our past chickens is uh, she started making a lot of noise when it started raining and it was because my wife had her washing out on the line so my wife ran out got the washing in thanks to being alerted by the uh, chicken that was grills at the time got the washing in and grills then went quiet so you know, their own personalities and things shine through. Now, this day and age, obviously, chickens are in there. They're run at the moment with a lockdown. They're not allowed out. But if anything does come into the garden, it could be a cat or it could be a fox. They will make a noise and Roxy, my dog, will run out to protect them. It's a great dynamic to see these animals work together. 
Now, final reason for keeping chickens is that they are a much more sustainable and self-sufficient lifestyle. Producing your own eggs, producing your own fertiliser, reducing that reliance on anything you might buy from a store. And, you know, your eggs then have no real pollution miles. They're right from your garden, right from your allotment, straight to your house. So very little food miles involved. Chickens really require very little space. I like to give them at least a metre squared for each chicken, but more if possible, which is why we built an extra large rung to give them more room. But they really don't need much care either. They need a decent house to keep them safe. They need food, they need water, and they need entertainment. That's it. That's as easy as it. Every now and then it's worth giving them a bit of a dewormer and clip their toenails and things like that. But they really don't need much work. In fact, what we tend to do in the morning, we get up, we let the chickens out, make sure they got food and water. We go on throughout our day. At night, they take themselves into their coop on their own. We close it up and we remove the food and water. And that's our daily routine with a chicken. At once a week, I just like to clean the coop out, which takes 10 minutes. I just clean everything out, put it in a compost bin, add some new fresh straw and wood chips, and that's it. Off we go. And every now and then I might do a deep clean. But that's it. Really not much time involved in looking after chickens. Now, if you are looking at getting chickens, then please do your research thoroughly make sure you are able to look after them properly you're able to feed and water them and you are able to really take the time out to give them the best possible life but the benefits of those fresh eggs are well worth it if you do have any more questions please don't hesitate to get in touch i always love hearing questions and i can talk about chickens for hours and hours they are such a fantastic thing to have in a garden and uh, i've got some big news coming up of the garden update it is sunday the 19th of march 2023 today i'm in my shed here at home now today has been such a busy uh but productive day but i've got one awful headache to say the least so this morning the first thing i had to do was go and collect a chicken from a friend this is martha as she is called and basically my friend had this problem where she lost her other two chickens from the flock and chickens they like the company of other chickens they are not solitary animals they like to be in a flock unfortunately because of the avian flu virus that's going around many of the um, chicken sellers are unable to sell any chickens so Martha would have been on her own for quite a while. Add to that, my friend is also moving house in some point in the later this year and may not be able to take the chickens with her. So she put a message out and I responded and I have taken hold of Martha to add to my flock. Now, I have to say, I did check all the rules and regulations about this to make sure that we could actually do it. And luckily, because neither of us are in a, an avian flu area, we were able to do this. Had of it been an avian flu area, we wouldn't have done it at all. But uh, we were quite lucky. But I checked all the reg rules and regulations about this, uh, like I would always do. It's very complicated to get our head around the rules and regulations sometimes, though. So 
what I I done, I collected her and I brought her home. Now she actually came with her own chicken coop, which is great because this is the chicken coop that I originally wanted, the omelette cube. Now I'm a big fan of the omelette chicken coops and runs, uh, purely because they're so easy to look after. They last a long time. Some of the colours might be a little bit uh, not the best, but I don't mind that. But um, they are made of plastic. I know that can be a downfall, but because of that, they are easy to clean, easy to maintain, and unlike wooden coops, they don't suffer from red spider mite. Red spider mite is able to hide in the cracks and grooves of wood, whereas with this plastic, it's all smooth, which is a, a great advantage over for omelette. Now, that being said, I do have an old wooden chicken coop, which is of no more use to me. If anybody is able to get down to Littlehampton, they can have this chicken coop. Just email me, richard at uk, if you are interested. It will need a bit of TLC and a bit of a fix-up, to say the least, but it is if you can take it, it is yours. Uh, message me if you do want more details. Anyway, back to Martha. Now, Martha and my chickens will obviously go in the same coop and run together at some point. But for the time being, I'm obviously having to keep them separated. Purely what we've got to do is obviously isolate Martha to make sure she's not ill or anything. I'm pretty certain she's not, but we've got to make sure to be on the safe side. And what we've then got to do is spend a couple of weeks integrating them with my other chickens, just so they can all get to see each other and get to know each other before they all go in the same run together. And then we could end up with the problems of the pecking order. But that's right, that's easy to do. Two coops, which is easy to do with my setup. And uh, what we'll, we've got to have food and water for each, as well as a bit of entertainment for each coop. Nothing too difficult. It's really, really easy to look after chickens. But the next two weeks are going to be slow and steady, but we will end up with a happy, healthy flock. Now, uh, we've not only just been dealing with the chickens, of course, Mother's Day, so we've had both our mothers around this afternoon as well. So it was a busy in terms of that. But I did find some time to do some actual proper garden. Now, I've uh, sown some carrots. And now, I've sown carrots both in a garden bed and in the large veggie pod, just purely because I feel it is warm enough to sow carrots. But I'm using a variety called Early Nanties two which is an early variety of carrots and uh, i want to get lots of carrots this year a few weeks ago i sowed some spinach and they had all germinated and were growing quite nicely that i felt that it was time to plant those out now again these have gone in the veggie pod and in another garden bed and hopefully they will establish and grow we'll keep an eye on it over this next week for certain but that means, you know, spinach, baby spinach leaves are going to be coming in thick and fast in not too long. Now, we've also sown some lettuce in the medium veggie pod, our salad veggie pod, which is a great thing because I love growing lettuce leaves. We grow a lot of lettuce leaves because they are so good. Now, 
again, about a month ago, we used the multi-sowing technique of sowing some radish and beetroot. Well, I've transplanted those. The basil hasn't shown itself from that setup yet, but the multi-sown radish and beetroot, they were growing really, really well. I've transplanted them into a large veggie pod. We will just keep an eye and see how they get on, but I'm really impressed with the growth so far. And they don't seem to be competing for each other for the space. Obviously, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks with that. It radishes, it won't be long until we start harvesting those. Now added to that, the final thing that I've also done is I've got a bed here at home that I won't be using until mid-May. This is where things like courgettes and tomatoes, etc, etc, are going to be growing. Now, I thought it was a bit of a waste of area, so I've sown some green manures. I've sown some phacelia. Now, I love green manures. I've said it time and time again. A great way to improve soil health, keep the fertility there, and I use them whenever I can. We did lose a lot of our green manures over the winter due to the cold frost, but that's right. We sow more. We'll leave those to grow and see how they get on and then come mid-may we'll just hold down all those green manures use that foliage for compost and grow our plants into it cannot wait i cannot wait to get this year underway well that is it for the garden for this week so back to the studio well we're coming to the end of this week's podcast and as we have been talking about chickens and particularly key eggs it feels only right that I share with you an egg recipe that we have. Now, last week, my wife came up with this idea of making cheesy bacon egg muffins. And I've got to say, these were delicious. These are a the great little thing to cook up. If you've got an early start the next day, cook them up the night before, pot them in a packed lunchbox and take them off with you. And it's so easy to make. What we did is we... we uh, greased some muffin pans and put those in the oven at about 200 degrees C. We whisked up five eggs with a bit of salt and black pepper and stirred in some cooked bacon that was chopped, a bit of cheddar cheese and a bit of seasoning. Then we just filled the muffin caps up with this mixture and then baked them in the oven for about 12 minutes or basically until they were set. We then allowed them to cool and served and absolutely delicious i've got to say as a interesting type of meal now this was a recipe we found online and i have added the link to the show notes for this episode well that is it for this week i hope it has been of some interest to you if it has then please do leave us a review reviews really do go down a long way for helping me improve the podcast in fact i've had a, a few reviews over the last couple of weeks that I have noticed. These are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, last week, there was somebody called TJMPF2. She said, have been listening to the VegGrower for some time now and find the information very useful and easy to understand. Lots of great ideas and love the recipes. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for leaving that review. We have also had reviews come in from around the world so we, we read them when we can see them it's not so easy seeing the ones from other parts of the world but when we do see them we do really appreciate them 
Now, one of these reviews comes from Canada, and it's Norm the Cat. There are lots of gardening podcasts out there, but for veg growers, you won't get more down-to-earth than Brit Richard Suggett. It's like having a mate with an allotment. It's a simple format. Richard takes you through everything he's doing on his veg patch, and along the way, you can learn a lot. The ups and downs of keeping chickens and quails and the perils of vandals on the allotment are all included. Grows microgreens on paper towels and has a collection of Belfast sinks where he grows his herbs. He's always watching out for the council who inspect the allotment site and he tries to keep on top of the weeds. His two greenhouses and grow some great vegetables. Best of all, he's a lovely bloke. This podcast is a meat and two veg of gardening podcast. That's really nice for you to say that, Norm. Um, and there was one more from Germany as well. Thanks, Richard. I love it. Listen on my morning walk with a dog. Great information and tips. Love what you're doing. Keep up the good work, Mary. Thanks so much, Mary. Absolutely love these reviews. Please do keep leaving your reviews. As I said, they do go a long way in helping us get discovered. Now, if you really want to support this podcast, then please consider becoming a member of the Veg Grower Podcast Supporters Club. I charge £5 a month to be a member, and for that, you get a behind-the-scenes podcast sent straight to your email box and a collection of seeds sent to your door each and every month, as well as a few other little features that we have along the way too. More details on that at the veggrowerpodcast.com. UK. Of course, as always, if you want to get in touch, my email address is richard at vegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Great to hear some emails from you and hear what you're doing yourselves. And of course, you can find us on social media, so please do follow us on there and you can keep up with the latest updates and photos from what's going on. Well, that is it for this week. Until next time, please take care. Music.